Frank Mickens with you. Faith Fire Media is back and we're going to talk about a very subtle lie of the enemy that is running rampant in the land today. We think we can get away with this, but there's just no way. And the Lord brought this to my attention in a dream recently. I want to talk to you about fellowship with demons. It's very interesting. Stay tuned. Hello, we're here with episode 23 of Faith Fire Media. We want to thank everyone who's been listening and watching on the various platforms, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all of those things. We praise God for you. You've had hundreds of downloads and we thank you for your support. I want to invite you, if you want to support the ministry, to go to faithfireworldwide.com and just click on support or you can even sign up for our newsletter and you'll get the word of the Lord to your inbox as the Lord prompts us to release what he is saying to his people. I praise God for you. Again, my name is Frank Mickens. Faith Fire Media is a ministry of Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries, praise God. Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries. I say it so much, I should just be able to say it like it's nothing. But our mission is to fan the flame of revival around the world. And so one of the ways we want to do that is broadcast revival, broadcast the pure word of the Lord to bring people back to him, to kill all the idols and to serve him, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And that is really where revival starts. Amen, somebody. Well, today, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about fester, fester. This comes out of a dream from the Lord and the Lord showed me a very interesting illustration of how demons work and how we can fellowship with demons and how these demons are manifesting their influence in our communities all over the place. And, and you're going to see this very quickly. So I want you to do is just turn, if you can, to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, put a finger in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going to read you my notes from this dream that I had uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I was in a house and uh, I was in an argument with a brother. I knew this was a Christian brother. And I knew this was metaphorical. I don't have an issue with a brother, but I know this was something the Lord was bringing to my attention as an issue in the church. And there was a being, a spiritual being who came to the door while this argument was happening. And this spiritual being said, two brothers fighting. Can I watch? Listen again. This spiritual being said, two brothers fighting. Can I watch? And I said to him, no. And I said to him, gently. No. He tried to walk in and he looked like a bald, white skinned, black eyed being. And when I told him to leave, he left and went back into the shadows. We were sitting in a white bed. So beds represented to me see purity would be white. And I heard in the spirit Adam's family and I knew the being. His name was Fester. So let's go through this real quick. So I'm in this this bedroom, and there's an argument with a brother. And so we're in strife, division, there's envy, there is, there is an issue between us that, that is separating us. And then this spiritual being, this demon comes in, this white-skinned, black-eyed being, he peeks in and he says, two brothers fighting, can I watch? 
And I'm going to show you in the scriptures how demons love to see us acting in sinful ways. They get fed off of it. And that's what this being was doing. This being loved that spirit. It is that spirit. It embodies the spirit of division. And that's what we were in in this particular issue in my dream. But watch what happened. When I told him to leave, he left immediately and went back into the shadows. So we at any given time, whether there's strife with anyone, we have the ability to say, no, I refuse to argue. I refuse to be in division. I refuse. And the enemy will flee. If we resist the devil, he will flee if we're submitted to God. The Bible says, submit therefore to God, resist the devil, he will flee. And it's got to happen. So his name was Fester. You might remember the Adams family. So in this dream, in the spirit, I heard Adams family. And I knew that this was Fester from the Adams family. You might have seen pictures of Fester. Uh, not a very good looking guy, bald, very pale skin, very dark eyes. I think he wore very prominent eye shadow around his eyes, on both of his eyes. It just really was dark. But I looked up the word Fester. And remember, we're talking about the root of uh, bitterness and fighting here. And the word pest, uh, fester uh, means to generate pus, which is like a wound becoming inflamed, okay? It means to putrefy or rot. So there's a rotting associated with fighting. There's a putrefication associated with division. It means to cause increased poisoning, irritation, or bitterness. So then an issue in my heart that manifests uh, as division, as fighting with someone else, is an issue of me being poisoned, irritated, and bitter. It also means to undergo or exist in a state of progressive deterioration. So what are we getting at? We're getting at the fact that an outward expression of behavior is indicative of an inner problem, an increased poisoning, irritation, and bitterness, a wound that's been inflamed, something's rotting inside of us, there's a progressive deterioration going on inside of us, and the outward expression of that is me fighting or being at odds with someone. And then it also says, another definition, to make corrupt, to make inflamed. So when I'm fighting someone, if I'm in division with someone, something's festering on the inside of me, something's rotting, something's putrefied, something's inflamed, something's corrupt inside of me. And so when we're fighting other people, what we really need to do is stop and look at ourselves. Instead of pointing a finger, what does the Bible say? How can you take the speck out of your brother's eye if you can't take the beam out of your own eye? So God is saying the beam would be highest priority. The beam is what's closest to you. The beam is in you. Deal with that thing, the thing that's weightier, the thing that's got more impact on you, as opposed to your brother's issue that you think you know so well. Let them look at themselves. So Frank, what's the point? Why is this pertinent? So right now, if you notice, there's a lot of um, fighting going on. And I want to subscribe to you this idea that the Lord wants us to take an inward look at ourselves. Well, what is it inside of me, Lord, that's rotting or rotten? What inside of me is putrefied? What inside of me is progressively deteriorating? What inside of me, oh God, is causing me to be irritated? What inside of me, oh God, is corrupted? 
What inside of me has been poisoned? Am I bitter? Am I bitter? So let's go to, before we go to 1 Corinthians 10, let's talk about bitterness. Hebrews 12, chapter, uh, chapter 12, verse 14. And it says, pursue peace with all people. Man, we could use that. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. This is the New King James Version. So here he is, the writer, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, saying, pursue peace with all people and holiness. And he's saying, you're not seeing me if you're not pursuing peace with all people. Wow. He says, pursue peace with all people in holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. So we think we know Jesus. We see Jesus so well. But if I'm in division with someone, there's a part of me that has not gotten a full revelation of who Jesus really is. Because if I'm not pursuing peace with that person, that means there's something inside of me that's rotten, bitter, irritated, inflamed, corrupt, wounded. And I need healing there. This is where we are. I released a word the other day entitled Prepare for the Shift. You can look that up on our YouTube channel. And you can go to faithfireworldwide.com and see it as well in our blog. This is a good reason why you should sign up for the email newsletter because you'll have this in your inbox. But in that word, the Lord had me proclaim that this is a season as we're heading into the winter in the fall. This is a season where the Lord is saying, let some dead things die and go and fall off. Because in that season, when the leaves are falling off of the trees, they start digging down deeper in their roots, the underground, the things that no one's seeing. The roots go deeper down. And the Lord wants you to be deeper in him and seek out the deep things of God. But there's dead weight. A lot of us are dealing with unforgiveness. We haven't forgiven people. And we're so bitter. So then it says, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many become defiled. So what happens if I have a root of bitterness inside of me, it's going to spring up. It's coming out. Listen, it says, lest there be, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. It's going to spring up. That root that's down deep, that thing that's rotten and bitter inside of you, an issue with people or a certain person or a certain walk of life or a certain denomination or a certain political party or a certain any and everything, that thing's going to spring up and it's going to cause trouble. It's not going to just cause trouble for other people. It's going to cause trouble for you because it says, by this many become defiled. Defiled means stained dirty. It is now tainted. And that's not how you want your temple to be. You don't want to have a defiled temple. That's what the enemy does. He defiles sanctuaries. If you look up what, what he was rebuked by God for doing, it's for defiling sanctuaries. His desire is to defile you. So as a house of God, you can't be as God intended you to be. And then he goes on to say, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. So the things that we see, we can allow those things to take higher priority than our birthright in Christ. So I'm more concerned about why I'm upset with someone than I am with my relationship with Jesus. Esau was so hungry. He, he was in his flesh. He said, give me that soup. Give me those lentils. I'll give you my birthright for it. He gave up an immeasurable blessing that he hadn't been able to obtain yet, but he had been promised because he wanted a momentary thing that he could see, smell, and taste. 
And so what happens is we get into our flesh and we want people to we want people to hear a piece of our mind and we, we want to be right and we want to be anti this and anti that and pro this and pro that. And it's not bringing anybody together. All it's doing is allowing that spirit to say, ooh, two brothers fighting. Can I watch? For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. So we need to seek repentance. We need to make place for repentance in our lives so that we don't allow bitterness to take a root in our lives and then spring up and people are getting hurt and we think we're being righteous when actually we've been defiled, when actually the rottenness, the putrefaction, the inflamed part of our soul because of wounds that we hold have become so strong. We're self-righteous and not loving people. We're seeing this all over the land and in the house of God. And so as a believer, I hope that you can do this self-examination. Say, wait a minute, why am I fighting so much? Why am I so anti this and anti that? Jesus didn't walk around doing that. I have not gotten a full revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm not seeing the Lord because I'm not pursuing peace with all people. What is pursuit? Pursuit is a decision to go after. It doesn't mean you wait. It doesn't mean, no, you're going after peace. It's your priority. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 10 because I really need you to see this. We're talking about this spirit in my dream called Fester that was feeding off of seeing two brothers fight. He said, ooh, can I watch? I mean, he was getting satisfaction. He was infatuated. He was lusting for two brothers fighting. Those demons are lusting to see us fight. And we can't give them that type of satisfaction. Listen, 1 Corinthians 10, we're going to go to verse 20. And this is what Paul writes. This is the word of God. This is the infallible word. It says in verse 20, rather... That the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. Wow. So you can have fellowship with demons. This demon in my dream, this fester that wanted to see two brothers fighting, I believe he represented bitterness. Fester represented bitterness, that spirit, lust to see people fight. So when you hold bitterness, you are having fellowship with a demon who's got it out to see you being at odds with your brother or your sister. And then Paul goes on to say, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he so when you decide, I'm going to have fellowship with demons, it's just like what God said when he said you cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and be at odds with your brother. You're having fellowship with a demon. And so you can't eat at the table of the Lord and eat at the table of demons. You cannot find yourself eating the word of the Lord and eating bitterness. You've got to deal with that. You're not seeing the Lord. This is the word of God. I'm not here to rebuke anybody or anything. I'm here to just give you what the Lord has put in my spirit to put into the atmosphere. James 3.16 says, where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. Has anyone noticed we've got confusion in the land? That's because envy and strife is everywhere. The Bible says, James 3.16, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. And then in the Amplified Classic Version, it says, forever there is jealousy for where Wherever there is jealousy and contention, 
rivalry and selfish ambition, there will also be confusion. Listen to this. Unrest, disharmony, rebellion, and all sorts of evil and vile practices. See, here's what I'm hearing from the Lord right now. A lot of times we feel like, okay, let's say I'm anti-abortion. A lot of people think if you get loud and proud about that in a certain way that you're helping. Well, actually, it says the rebellion actually comes from this state of envying and strife. So we're actually promoting more rebellion as opposed to being those who pursue peace with all people. That doesn't mean I agree with abortion. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is my method should be as Jesus's method was, and that is to relate to unbelievers, to relate to those who are in sin, to be the one who fellowships with them so that there is connection. Paul says, I become all things to all people. He didn't do so through sinning, but what he did is he made himself accessible to all people. And so we think that because we're right, because we have the word of God, that we can use the word of God as a weapon against people. That's not the point. The word of God is a weapon against the enemy. That's what we do in prayer. You're not going to go into a pro-abortion rally and convert people, but folks will show up to these events with signs, anti-abortion signs, and think they're helping. They already know you're anti-abortion. Revival's not breaking out at the pro-abortion rally because you're showing up with a sign that says, don't kill babies. That is not pursuing peace. And I'm not here to criticize anybody. I'm just telling you what the word of the Lord is. For wherever there is jealousy, envy, and contention, rivalry, and selfish ambition, there will also be confusion, unrest, disharmony, and rebellion, and all sorts of evil and vile practices. So if I'm promoting contention, if I'm promoting rivalry, I'm also promoting rebellion. I'm going to see rebellion. It's just like how you raise your children. We, we are not to provoke our children to anger. It says you'll break their spirit. We're supposed to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. It's the same way with people that we don't agree with. Treat them as a child in faith. They're babies in faith. They don't know God. So we've got to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. We need to admonish them. Admonish means to strongly encourage someone to think differently. It doesn't mean I'm showing up at your sign with no relationship. I'm just holding up a sign. You don't even know my name. And I'm basically saying I'm anti you. This is where the Bible is trying to encourage us to get out of the world and stop acting as the world acts. You know, this is not WrestleMania. This is not the steel cage match. This is the kingdom. We've got all the power. In Jesus, we don't need a sign. <laughs> we have the cross, the blood, the spirit. Amen. We got the best message. So if you've had an abortion, I love you. These are the kinds of things we should be saying. I love you. Can I hug you? I'm not going to give you my opinion. I'm not going to give you the scripture. Can I hug you? Can we go have coffee? Can we sit down and talk? You want to drink wine? Cool. That's fine. You want to have four glasses? Cool. I'm not going to argue with you, but can I be in relationship with you? That is the way of Jesus. He came eating and drinking, and he was accused of being one who hung out with gluttons and wine bibbers. Jesus came doing it the right way, and folk couldn't understand it because it's not natural for us to have fellowship with people we disagree with. So let me show you how these demons think. Go to Genesis chapter 4 for me, and we're going to get out of here in a little bit because I want to wrap this up. I've got a couple other things I need to tape today for you, 
and uh, get those out via email. But Genesis chapter 4, praise God. Look at what the Lord God says. So we're going to talk about this is the story of Cain and Abel. We're going to start in verse 4 in Genesis chapter 4. And I want you to hear what the Lord says. Let's start in verse 4. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Cain's problem was he saw all of a sudden that there were two camps. It's me and Abel, me versus Abel. That's where he went wrong. When he started seeing Abel as his adversary and not his brother, everything fell apart. And this is what happens in the world. We as Christians do this thing. And I did a, a, I released a word about Christian separatism on November 28th. Please watch this because that's what's happening in the land. We are thinking that the Lord is endorsing this idea of us being separate from the world to the extent that we're not relating to people. When the Bible says that we should be as children in the marketplaces playing the flute we should be those who are saying, I played for you, you did not dance. I mourned and you did not lament, meaning I'm trying to be accessible. I want to weep when you weep, rejoice when you rejoice. I'm bringing you good tidings. Ah, You might reject it, but I'm bringing good tidings. But, but when we see that there's a us versus them, we, we go wrong. So then let's go to verse 5. Verse 6, so the Lord said to Cain, after the Lord did not have respect for his offering, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? Root of bitterness. He saw Abel as his adversary. He saw that God liked what Abel brought and didn't respect what he brought. And so now he was angry at Abel, probably angry at himself, having self-loathing. And the Lord said, that's bitterness. Why are you angry? That's the question for a lot of us. Why are you angry? The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. We should have joy all the time. Why are we so angry? It's because we're not seeing Jesus. We've got a root of bitterness, and it springs up, and it defiles us. Bible says if we're not pursuing peace and holiness with all men, that we are not able to see the Lord. We're not able to receive his joy because we're so concentrated on what other people think and what we think they're wrong about. There's so much on Facebook. People message me all these things they read on Facebook and they send it. And I don't read it. I don't read it. It's not anything personal. I just don't consume that stuff. I don't drink poison from poisoned wells because I don't want that fester, that poisoning, that ever increasing deterioration in my soul. Don't you understand what you eat? You, you become what you eat? Eat the word of God, not opinions, not certain podcasts that are trying to get you to be anti this or pro that. I'm Jesus only. <laughs> and Jesus is, is just about love, bringing people to the perfect love of the Father through holiness, yes, but he's got to love you first. You've got to know his love. Become all things to all people. That's my encouragement to you. But listen to this. So the bitterness got in him. He says, why are you angry? Then in verse 7, he says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. This is what I want to clue in on. He says, if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. He's talking about demons. 
Sin lies at the door. Where is sin? In the demonic. Where is sin? In the kingdom of darkness. Where is sin? It's where the devil is. He created it. He invented it. He promotes it. He promulgates it. He perpetuates it. He spreads it as yeast in all of the world. He plants it as tares in the earth. He plants his own seeds. He's sowing seeds of division and negativity. He's not sowing seeds of light like the Lord is. And so we've got to be careful what we eat. So that demon in my dream, Fester, had a desire or a lust for bitterness in people and seeing the manifestation of it as fighting. And so that word there, where it says sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, that can be translated out of the original Hebrew as a craving, a craving. These demons crave. When you aren't doing well, meaning you're not in the word, you're not walking with God, you're not honoring God, you're not loving your neighbor. This is what Abel, Abel um, well, Cain couldn't do with Abel. He couldn't see Abel for who he is, and that is a son of God. He couldn't see Abel for who he is, and that is his brother. He couldn't see Abel for who he is, that is an equal, and that he was not subpar, or that even Cain wasn't subpar to Abel. They're equal in the eyes of God, and there's no reason for division and strife. There's no reason for saber rattling. There's no reason to cut off the ear of Malchus. There's no reason for this. Jesus came and brought grace and truth. He did not come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This is all in John 3. And we have missed it. Many of us have missed it. That demon in the land is craving seeing you being at odds with your brother and sister over whatever issue you want to make it about. And listen to what Cain said. So the Lord says, where is Abel your brother? And Cain said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? The answer is yes. You are your brother's keeper. Because the Bible says, do everything you do as unto the Lord. So if I'm looking at someone and I'm treating them in a way that's different than how I would treat Jesus in that situation, I'm out of order. I'm being selfish, self-centered. I've got a progressive deterioration in my heart. I've got rot in my heart. I've got putrefaction happening. I've got some inflammation because I've been wounded. And that's when we need to get back with God and receive his affirmation and his promise. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You are my beloved. You are my desire. He loves you just the way you are. You don't have to be at odds and in envying with someone else. Where envying and strife is, there is what? Confusion in every evil work. Why do I need to envy somebody? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, love does not envy. Jesus doesn't do it. We shouldn't do it either. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, love is not self-seeking. Jesus didn't do it and neither should I. Wow. How radically unselfish can we be? I pray that this word is helping you. I pray that you share this word. I pray that this world just is shouted from the rooftops. Because right now, we've got so much division over stuff that doesn't even matter. Masks. I mean, listen, y'all. We are so used to fighting for our rights and First Amendment and all these things, particularly in America, that we are losing sight of the gospel of reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation. That Jesus says, I came not to save, sin save the righteous, but sinners. Jesus literally said that. I didn't come to save the righteous. I came to save sinners. People who couldn't see themselves as righteous, 
those are the ones he came for. The people that were self-righteous, the people that were like, I got it all. I got it all together. They're beating their chest. Yeah, I know the whole Bible by, by heart, back and forth. I know all the precepts. Man, that's not who Jesus was coming back for. He was coming back for those who were coming as a little child. Zacchaeus. Nicodemus came in the middle of the night, but at least he came. He was like, man, there's something I don't understand. The Lord honored him and, and met with him. He didn't understand the finer points of the kingdom, but because he sought the deeper things of God, Jesus unearthed a critical piece of the kingdom and said, you must be born again. Wow. He released this to a Pharisee who was looking for a different Messiah. But Jesus revealed himself and secrets of the kingdom because Nicodemus, even though he was ashamed to be seen in public with him, he knew he needed to come to Jesus. We need a coming to Jesus in our lives. We need to be getting with the Lord in the morning, humbly seeking the truth about who we are and who he is and how we need to be transformed to looking more like him. I really need to go. I praise God for you. Time is up for me. I pray that we see you here next week. The title of this is Fester. Praise God. And I pray that you share this with whoever you feel needs to hear this to encourage them, to nurture and admonish them in the ways of God. Division is not the way to go. You know, the blessing is commanded when brothers dwell together in unity. There is blessing we're missing out on right now because the body of Christ is divided, because we have denominations. Wow. We don't even have time for that. Oh, Lord, let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are one Christ. You're one God. You're three in one. There's no separating you. And I pray that we become as you are, that we are one as you are one. As you, Jesus, are one with your father, like you prayed, may we be as one. May we not have fellowship with demons. May we not drink the cup of demons, but drink the cup of the Lord and eat from the table of the Lord and not have fellowship with the darkness. I pray that we will all bear our souls to you and forgive. We, we have not forgiven. You said forgive and we will be forgiven. Given it will be given to us. And then comes the blessing. We've got to forgive folks first. We've got to unburden ourselves with this bitterness, this rotting that's inside of our souls. Show us where it is, God, and we repent. We turn from it. We find repentance. We turn. We're not going to be at like Esau. We're going to find repentance in the name of Jesus. I give it all up to you. I'm reserved. I'm, I'm um, received by you. And I don't need to worry about what other people are doing. I pray for them, but I'm not going to be in contention with them. Show me how to love them. So first, you've got to show me how you love me. There's no fear in love. I don't need to be afraid of anybody's political bent. I don't need to be afraid of anyone's opinion. I don't need to raise my voice. I have perfect peace in you. I have joy in you. And I'm going to pursue peace with all people and holiness. Because without that, I won't see the Lord. I give you all honor and praise, Lord, as we bless those who are listening and watching. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hey, you can sign up for text alerts if you text Faith Fire to 55498. Faith Fire to 55498. We'll see you here next week. 
Praise God for you. Catch us on faithfireworldwide.com. That's where you can sign up for the email newsletter and also support this donor-supported ministry. We love you and God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you.